the best role, maybe the most important role for a parent to play because of all of that mm. is that of Ooh, I like it. I like it. Spunky. Spunky. It's peppy. <laughs> Producer Chris, is this a repeat theme song or is this a new No, beat? brand new one. Wow. Did you did you upload a bunch of new yeah, music for the new it's year? It's a new year. I, new I actually music. yesterday I went through new energy. And just yeah, pull that back pull that back up a little bit. Just got a whole bunch. I like it. I feel like I could see you surfing in this. Like, I'm like, going to run yeah, out it, to the catch those waves. It feels like surf meets Batman, Beach. like 1960, <laughs> oh, like, like 1960s Batman. Yeah. Kapow! <laughs> Boom! Yeah. Like the comic yeah, little yes, things. Yes, the comic. <laughs> Thank you, Grace. All right, everybody. Well, welcome to another episode of On Purpose Parents. Kurt Johnston. Yay. The amazing Grace Yoon. Thank you, thank you. And the wonderful... Producer Chris. No, what? No. The best. The best of Why all of us. Chris. Chris. <laughs> Why are you booing yourself? I don't know. Do we need a do you need a hug? I always need a talk. Do we need a talk? Do you want to give him a hug? No. <laughs> nope. I just but you just it, asked sometimes him. you just yeah, gotta just, do what you don't want to do because you know it's the right thing to do. Which is a hug? What? Yes. <laughs> what, for me, producer Chris. me give you a hug? Yes. And I'll put it, I'll At the end of this episode. Yeah, I, I, I owe you Off one. camera. I, <laughs> I, I, I owe you a hug. You actually owe me a Starbucks. Oh. God. You still have not. And there is a, that's like compounded you do. interest. You do owe him. I know I do. He's going way back. You're going like two months back. <laughs> oh, it seems Jesus, like a lot longer Jesus than that. There was no <laughs> expiration date on that one. So. Jesus has wiped away all your sins. <laughs> Maybe you can clean my slate like he has. So, so what happened is I'm gone, and <laughs> James care. shows up, and James care. records, it's, it's, and then Kurt's like, yeah, he doesn't watch this. If he's watching this and tells me, I'll give him a Starbucks. And, and I was watching it because I watched Producer all of them. guess what? Producer Chris watched it. He's like, heck yeah. I love, okay. I love watching you guys talk I, about it. I owe you a Starbucks. I love that. It's, no, it's something... More now. Now it's steak. Now it's like Brazilian 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 barbecue. Okay, everybody, forget it. Forget it. My goodness. Well, everybody, thank you for joining us. Uh, If you're joining us, um, kind of mid series, Mm -hmm. we are in a little three week series where we're taking a bird's eye view at the on purpose parent strategy, Mm -hmm. where we give parents one one way, one way to think about being a little bit more intentional. Mm in your efforts. And if you didn't hear last episode, you might want to go back. Um, we unpacked our purpose statement, raising lifelong interdependent, lifelong followers of Jesus who want to make a kingdom contribution. And Mm -hmm. today what we're going to do is we're going to talk a little bit about the reality is that one of the ways to do that is to recognize that things look very different at different ages mm-hmm. and stages of our kids, mm-hmm. right? Like how, how we help a junior higher become a interdependent lifelong follower of Jesus is a little bit different. Yeah. They build on each other, but they kind of stand alone, these ages and stages. And each age and stage, what we're going to propose is that as parents, there's a certain role that you play. It's like a different hat that you wear. You really never take off the previous hats, but you keep adding new hats mm-hmm. and, and you wear different hats in different situations. But there's kind of a primary hat a primary role that you play as a parent in each stage of your child's life. Mm -hmm. And we're going to propose just a goal that you might, a spiritual goal that you might have for this age of your child that might set them up to be in fact, a interdependent lifelong follower 
of Jesus who wants to make a kingdom contribution. It sounds very prescriptive, mm. very formulaic. If you're a parent, you know there is no, <laughs> there's nothing prescriptive or scientific. Raising kids is at least as much art as it is science, mm -hmm. maybe more mm -hmm. art than science. And so as we work this through, just to keep in mind, there is this whole this whole thing's a dance. Yes, this whole That's thing's a, a dance. There, you have to be an artist as you raise your kids, and it looks different for every parent. Even if this was a prescription, mm -hmm. and we were saying, "Do this, and it'll work." we're not we're saying we think it's pretty good a pretty good strategy but even if if grace and i stuck to this and this was our driving strategy with our kids it would look different in each family absolutely right yeah, we, would, we, we would navigate it different our kids are different it looks different from child to child yeah because of the way god's wired our children right so what we're going to do is we're going to quickly today move through this if you want to get your own um, PDF is that the right? Is it a PDF mm -hmm. that they can download? If you're watching on YouTube, it looks like this. It's a little two-sided. There is sort of the on-purpose parent strategy when we're going to work through that, and on the back there is a little kind of cheat sheet for each role and goal for the ages and stages that our kids find themselves in. Mm -hmm. That's in the show notes. There's a link there um, that might be helpful for you. Um, we're not going to go much deeper than that today because we touch on this and we lean into it all the time on the podcast. So with that set up, um, let's take a look at the first age and stage of parenting. Um, we've kind of broken these into what we think are the natural breaks. Mm -hmm. It's a, sometimes the way the school districts break people down. It's where there are like significant milestones, like natural um, movement mm -hmm. from, from stage to stage to stage in the life of our kids. And so the first age and stage on the, the parent plan is the birth through kindergarten mm -hmm. age. And now you look at that, you go, wow, what does a kindergartner have to do with a newborn? Not a lot. Like by the time they're in kindergarten, they've developed, they, they've learned to walk. They've learned to talk. They've learned to tie their shoes. Probably they're going to school, but that is like the first like true segment or age and stage where up until then they're at home. Mm -hmm. They're, they're, way more under our care. In fact, yeah. when they're, when they're newborns, they can't do anything mm -hmm. on their own. And even when they go off to kindergarten and they can do a whole bunch of stuff on their own, they still really rely on mom and dad a lot. In fact, for the birth and kinder bracket or age and stage, the role that we've identified as a parent, your primary role with that age is that of a caregiver. Mm -hmm. You're, you're a caregiver, right? So you address your children's physical needs. You're laying the foundation for their emotional, mental, and spiritual health. Mm -hmm. Um, that's all this real formative, uh, the majority of sociologists and psychiatrists and doctors are in agreement that a massive amount, there's a scientific stat, a massive, <laughs> um, massive. Of, of our personality mm -hmm. and our like uh, how we respond to things is developed and, and wired into us during this birth through kindergarten stage. And so that's why you're the crafter is you're crafting. I'm sorry, you're, you're the caregiver. You're, 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 you're like forming mm -hmm. and you're giving them all this stuff. And that's the, the goal there is that they would see your faith, mm -hmm. they would see it. And that's where that other stuff really comes into play, is they're seeing how you respond. They're seeing and experiencing mm -hmm. security, mm -hmm. safety, provision, right? And as you do that in a 
Christ-like manner, they may not even know how to process that. But in the same way, they don't know how to process a sense of security. Mm-hmm. It, they just, they just, you experience they, it, you, experience you know it, it through and, you ben- and you benefit from it. Mm-hmm. The, the same is in your role with your birth through kindergarten child is that you're, you're caregiving, you're providing all their needs. Mm-hmm. And along the way, they see that their parents love Jesus through the way that you provide and care and nurture and mm-hmm. discipline and disciple and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And one thing I really love about this plan and how it breaks out the ages and stages and then the roles and goals of parenting is that it like, even though you said, Kurt, it's not going to follow this prescriptive outline exactly. Yep. It does help us recognize some commonality in each of these stages and then maybe give us a little bit of permission to embrace that stage and the limitations of that stage. And so one of the encouragements I want to give to parents who are in this birth to kinder stage and as they work out their roles and goals in this stage is that this stage, probably more than any other stage, is the most physically involved, Mm. the most Mm -hmm. energy draining in terms of your whole body because you are physically the one keeping your child alive at that newborn stage. It is is an all full on emotional, mental, physical period of parenting. And, and it's okay in this stage to, to be okay with being limited Mm. in other areas. Someone once described it as, um, it can be frustrating because it may feel like you're pressing on the gas pedal of the car because you want to do all these things. You you see other parents doing these things, and so you're pressing forward because you want to go forward, but at the same time, you're also pressing on the brakes. So you're pressing, but yes. you're not moving forward, and there's this like tension yeah. because you want to do more stuff, but then you're super tired, and you're limited because your kid needs a nap, and you thought you were going to go to this activity, but then they had a, right. they got sick. So you are going to be limited, and the encouragement here is this is why we're describing this stage in this way. You are the caregiver you will be limited mm-hmm. in this stage and it's okay to embrace yeah, yeah. that limit and it's okay to accept that you you may not be able to do everything you right. want to do yet yes. and it's okay to have mismatched earrings like I did or right. to show up at Target and realize you're wearing two different <laughs> slippers, which I've also done. Um, it is truly an exhausting phase but what an exciting and glorious phase to see your child develop from newborn to kinder it's exciting so that's uh, yeah that's that's so encouraging and parents as we're working through these these ages and stages and roles and goals i think it's maybe a a good reminder for some of us that like i said before you you never totally quit caregiver is one where you probably at some point you're not right um, until maybe you are, mm-hmm. there's a need, there's a sudden, there's a sudden need in your adult child and you have to give some care that you thought, man, I thought my 26 year old or my 35 <laughs> year old would have, well, but they don't, they yeah. don't have that. Fit. And you, you're going to have to lean back in. What I want to encourage parents with is navigate it wisely because what I've observed over the years is sometimes we as parents hold on too tightly to some of these roles Mm. as our kids get older and it kind of does more harm than good. Mm. So, you know, there's parents who the phrase helicopter parents Mm. and uh, mama bear and all those kind of things, right? Um, 
the downside to that is maybe you're, in this case, maybe you're too much of a caregiver mm. for your adolescent son or your adolescent daughter, and you haven't, they've grown through that, but you're still holding on to, but I need to give all of this mm. care and attention and provision to my 15-year-old the same way I did for my four-year-old, and that's probably not the case, mm. generally speaking. So as we work through these, you know, think generalities, Yeah. you know, generally speaking. So the birth through kinder, the role is that of a caregiver. The goal is, the spiritual goal is that your kids at a very early age would see your faith. The next age and stage is grades one through five, basically the elementary years. Um, parents, what we're calling your primary role there is that of a crafter. I love, I love this one. Mm. And so the image I would give you is that it's sort of like at this age, your, your children are really just wet pieces of clay and you're crafting and molding That's them good. into what you hope they become. Mm -hmm. the, the, the work isn't finished, um, but you're, you're the one who's shaping their worldview. Mm -hmm. you're, you're crafting the values that are important to you into them. You're crafting this this beginning stages of a of, of a faith in Jesus and a trust in Him, you're molding your your child, um, and that sometimes includes a little bit of copying, you know, like being a police officer and this is right, this is wrong, and there's consequence because when there's consequences mm -hmm. for behavior, you're crafting a sense of responsibility, mm -hmm. right? So the idea of crafting is meant to help parents realize how important we are how influential we are and why at this stage is the, it, this is the right stage mm -hmm. to really begin to mold and shape certain aspects. Um, and the, and the parent goal there is that we would begin to nurture their faith, mm. right? We're crafting and nurturing this little, this little faith because so many children begin to say yes to Jesus in first, second grade. And what does that really mean? And so we're, we're nurturing. It's almost like that, the project where there's a little bean sprout in the dirt and the little Dixie cup that you bring home, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. right? And and it, it sprouts, it sprouts, and that little sprout is our elementary age mm -hmm. kid. And now we have to nurture that mm -hmm. that little life into fullness, and that's what we're doing. We're nurturing these little spiritual beings and helping them begin to dig their roots mm -hmm. down and grow in a healthy way. Yeah, I love this stage, mainly because this is the stage that I'm in right now yeah. um, with the third grader and then a sixth grader who just left this stage. But to me, one of the things that advice that I've gotten that I try to hold on to, don't do it perfectly in this stage, is that this really is such a golden era because you are kind of leaving this season where you had to do everything. You had to right. change their diaper, where it was so physically draining to being able to have a little bit more autonomy as a parent now, but you still have this precious influence that you have. And it's so fleeting that moment before they go to middle school and start to become more yeah. um, outward focused yeah. with their social group. This is such a precious phase. And I, it reminded me of one of my um, favorite books, a man called Uva and the quote, it says, that I think about sometimes, it says, one of the most painful moments in a person's life probably comes with the insight that an age has been reached when there's more to look back on than ahead. And when time no longer lies ahead of one, other things have to be lived for. Memories, perhaps. And this quote is basically saying, time goes by so fast. And you mm. reach a point where you realize 
there's more to look back on than to go forward. And it's not the, the connection I have with this is that time period, this precious time period of, um, you know, where we are a crafter is so fleeting Mm. and so special. And so the encouragement I would have with parents in this phase is don't miss out on this period by being too busy. Like don't think, Oh, I'll just do it later when they're grown up and out of the house, you know? So my encouragement may be, be to in this phase, make it an intentional point to have fun with your kids, Mm. play games with them, give, do the thing that you initially may be like, nah, I got to do work. I don't have time for this. Like, just, you know, five minutes at a time. That was advice that I've gotten. And it's something I'm trying to hold on to as time is fleeting. I will look at Zoe sometimes. We'll play, we'll be playing like a short little game. And I will just be like, Zoe, I love playing with you. You, you are so much fun to play with. It's one of my favorite things to do in the world. And that is in a way crafting. Like you said, you are telling your child, you are someone who's worthy of my time. You are valuable. You, you can have self-worth and self-confidence. That is, by playing with your child, it is a way that you can craft too. And yeah. that's something really precious in this season that right. I wanted to encourage parents about. Love it. That's really good insight. Okay, as we're working through birth through kinder, the role is caregiver. Grades one through five, the role is crafter. And then in grades six through eight, the dreaded middle school dun, years. Dun, dun. <laughs> you, you, my parents in middle, you feel like, okay, my role is allowance giver. My role is taxi. My role is c- keeping them in line. My role, <laughs> yes, to all of that. Um, but really, I what we've realized is the middle school years are incredibly challenging years mm-hmm. for parents and for our kids. They're, they're big, scary. It's where so much, if there was one word to define early adolescence and middle school, I, th- I think it would be change. Mm-hmm. Everything's changing. They're changing physically. Their friendships are changing. Their, cha- their emotions are kicking into high gear. They're changing spiritually. Mm-hmm. They're starting to ask tougher questions. They're starting to doubt. Change, 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 mm-hmm. change, right? And with that brings all kinds of insecurities mm-hmm. and inconsistencies and, um, eye rolls and I'm embarrassed of my <laughs> oh, no. parents. Sorry, Grace. This is all no coming. You're, you're right in the middle of it. Um, but I think the best role, maybe the most important role for a parent to play because of all of that mm. is that of a cheerleader. Mm. Parents, your middle school son or daughter desperately need for them to know that you are on their team, mm-hmm. that you believe in them, that you got their back. You may not, the world's changed so much since you were in junior high. Um, you don't know everything they're going through. You don't understand all the, everything about social media. And that's so scary, right? right? Yeah. But you're, you're on their team. You got their back. You believe in them. And in a world that is very confusing and scary and emotional and where junior hires don't know where they fit in mm. and they're trying to figure it all out, for a parent to say, I'm your biggest fan. Mm. I got your back. Mm-hmm. I am I am team you mm. all the time. Your friendships might change. You're going to have moments where things go sideways, but we're your biggest cheerleader. Um, I, I, I think, parents, if you can just click into that. it's a, You talk about fleeting. The middle school years are fleeting. They're two to three years, right? right? Yeah. Depending on if they're in sixth grade, junior high or not. Um, those are quick years, so just cheer them on. Yeah. Just be be their biggest. It doesn't mean you ignore the problem, it, but you in the midst of all that, you want them to always know 
yeah, my dad ticked me off today. They were too strict. They don't let me A, B, C, D, all the things. Mm-hmm. But I know they love me. I know they're my biggest fan. Mm-hmm. I know they believe in me. Um, I think that sense of security is really important in middle schoolers. So that's your that's your role is to be a cheerleader. The the spiritual goal here is, and this is a big one. It, it, it the but spiritual goal for your middle schoolers it, parents is that your child would begin to own their mm-hmm. faith, that the faith of their childhood, that which is often the faith of mom and dad, they go to church because mom and dad take them. They believe in God because mom and dad say they should. They they believe in the Bible because mom and that they start to own that and mm. believe it for their, for themselves. Cause everything's changing. They're moving from, from concrete to abstract thinking. They're going to wrestle through this stuff. Parents don't be afraid of doubts. Don't be afraid of hard questions. Lean into that. Cause if your child in junior high wrestles through their faith, they're going to come out the other end holding tightly to it and it's going to become their own. That's so good. Yeah. This faith, uh, this phase, one of the things I will just add to what you said is, that it is really a season that I'm I'm experiencing for the first time where the kids are testing how trustworthy you are for the things that they're going to go through. Like as they experience these new things, as they have these questions that might feel uncomfortable. I mean, they're going through puberty. They're right. doing all of these things. Their friends are talking about things that that they've never heard of before. If they raise these things to you as a parent, are you trustworthy in that? Or are there right. subjects that are taboo? So one example I'll just give mm. for this is Karis brought me and Sam together one time and you could tell she was so nervous. She was like, I have something to tell you, but she was very, very anxious about it. And we were like, what's going on? And she's like, well, at school, the kids were talking about certain terminology and they were, it was like sexual words that she didn't know what it was. And she felt embarrassed about it because she didn't really understand what people were talking about and they're laughing about it. And so, and we're like, okay, where is this going? So she said she went home and she has a laptop and she Googled those words and then saw a bunch of things that she was like, I don't know, this is not what I'm supposed to be seeing. And she didn't know how to process that. She didn't know what was, what that, was that a good thing? Was it a bad thing? But she just felt some shame. Yeah. So she wanted to tell that to us, but she had struggled with that for a while because she thought if we, if I didn't know, like I thought you might be mad at me or all of this stuff. And, um, and that was a really great opportunity for us to say, oh my goodness, Karis, thank you so much for sharing that with us. First of all, affirming her curiosity and her uncomfortability of not knowing what her friends knew a lot of things and saying that it's understandable. Like when you feel like you're the one like left out or you kind of feel dumb with your circle of friends and they're all laughing, that is an understandable feeling. But we want you to have total freedom to come ask us any questions. We're going to be there for you. We'll help, you know, explain things to you. And at the same time, let's talk about good things with technology, you know, so right. it kind of like segued into that <laughs> as well. But I, I think I'll just say, I mean, this is a time where whether it's something like that, that we went with our daughter yeah. or some other topic that they raise if we come, if we came out and was like, shame, like, right. how dare you do that? Or this is a topic we're not going to talk about. Your kid is going to squirrel away. Oh, okay. My parents love me. I know that, but I, I can't go there right. with them. And this is a season where you want to keep that door open. Yeah, that's huge. Huge. So great. Next, the next age and stage is high school. So grades nine through 12. 
Um, parents, your role, and it, it, it kind of makes sense. You'll, you'll notice even the amount of time we spend talking on these next two is going to be less because our role as parents begin to radically shift. Mm. I was going to use the word they become diminished. I don't think that's true. I don't think our role as parents diminish. They just, it changes mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. in these next two, mm-hmm. these next two stages. But the high school, the grades nine through 12 age and stage parent, your role, we've defined it as that of a coach. So if you think about a, a sports coach, what does a sports coach does? Well, he calls some plays, but the players call a lot of audibles, <laughs> right? The players have to play the game. The coach helps them practice, but then it's game day and it's yeah. largely up to them. Um, a coach calls timeout every now and then. Hey, things are getting crazy. Let's call timeout. We got to rehuddle. We got to get, we got to talk some stuff through. I might need to make some corrections, mm-hmm. but guess what? You're going back out on the field and you got to figure this out. And so parents, your, your role of a coach is really that of you, you, you coach them so that they play the game wisely. Mm -hmm. And to some degree, maybe according to the game play, the game plan that you've been, you've been crafting Mm -hmm. and cheering on in the previous two stages. Now you're hoping that that game plan, because you're not with them. Yeah. You know, they're, they're getting jobs. They're playing varsity sports. They're dating. They're driving. Eh, the oh world, my. the world gets really big. <laughs> the oh world my. gets That's really coming. big in high school. And so really at that point, you're, you're the coach. You're kind of coaching from the side. The coach isn't on the field, yeah. right? In peewee football, they are, but you know, <laughs> but the coaches, the coaches on the sidelines mm-hmm. helping out while the players play the game. And mm-hmm. so that's your, that's your role. Um, the goal that we've identified for high school age is that they would begin to activate their mm-hmm. faith in junior high. You want them to own it. And in high school, you want to begin to see them putting their faith into action in, in tangible ways. that makes a difference in the world. Yeah, that's great. And it's such a, it's an exciting season of empowerment. And I remember, I don't have any high schoolers, but I remember in high school, um, I, I play the violin and we tried in our orchestra to be like the soloist for this, you know, at the concert. And we didn't, my friend and I, we both tried and we didn't get it. But then we got together and we said, okay, well, we didn't get that. But what if we had a consolation recital and we put it together ourselves and we had it at our house and we hired a pianist and we had other like an oboe player and a French horn friend. What'd you say? An elbow player? An oboe. Oh, an oboe. (laughs) An elbow player. I was like, what? Thank you. Thank you. I should have known that it was an elbow, but I... Yeah, that's what I heard. I know, Sorry. elbow player. Um, and so we ended up putting this recital on, invited people. We had like over 50 people there. And when I when I was younger, I thought like, look at us. How cool are we? We did this. Like we put this recital. We made something happen out of nothing. And now in hindsight, when I look back, it's like oh, I could see our parents. They were the ones that enabled us to do this, empowered yes. us to do this. But in a yeah. way that it made it. We right. still had a right. lot of um, agency in it, but they helped get the chairs, you know, like rent the car that, you know, the truck that could move the chairs over and, you know, funded the cake that we had afterwards where we said like losers <laughs> recital. Like, I mean, we like kind of hammed it yes, up, yes. but um, what an amazing stage as parents to be able to empower kids mm. to kind of venture out and do their own projects. Yeah. But you are, guiding them and equipping them and again not center stage right but allowing them to activate yeah. their own um their own action and also their yeah, faith that's awesome 
And then last but not least, and parents right about now, you're going, aren't we done? Aren't we done? When our kid drives <laughs> away to college, done. aren't we done? When they enter the workforce, the, you know, the Monday after Friday high school graduation, aren't we done? Um, you, you might think so. I thought maybe that would be the case. The reality is, um, we, we, when we sign up to parent, we, we sign up to parent for the long haul. Yeah. And there is a lot of really awesome parenting that happens in the college age and stage of our kids life. Mm. And that's the final, the fifth and final stage is the college and beyond stage. And parent, here's your role in that. Your role is a consultant. Your role is to be an on-call consultant. Mm. Hey, we're here if you need us. Mm -hmm. We've got lots of wisdom. We've got lots of resources. But you decide. Mm -hmm. You decide when you want to tap in. You decide when you want to ask me advice. I'm going to be way less prone to solicit, not to solicit, to offer up Mm -hmm. unsolicited Mm -hmm. advice. Because the reality is um, our adult kids, they don't, respond very well most of them to unsolicited Mm, input mm -hmm, unsolicited mm -hmm. opinion unsolicited advice hey have you ever thought about yeah dad i have thanks right as opposed to hey dad i was wondering what you might think about x um i've experienced this 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 is the stage i'm in Mm -hmm. this is this is rachel and i we are living in this stage we've been in this stage for five years um six years and we're going to be in this stage for the next 25 years Um, we're on call consultants and then the parenting goal, and again, to some degree, this this goal, the ability for this goal to show up is in how we're doing in the previous stages mm-hmm. because we, we have limited influence with our adult children. But the, the, the parenting goal there is that by this age, our children would recognize that their faith is something that they should be helping be reproduced in the lives of mm-hmm. others. So they're discipling a younger Jesus follower. They're using their gifts in ways that have like um, a longer, mm. a longer impact mm-hmm. that might even outlive them. Right? They're they're reproducing their faith okay. in a way that impacts the world. Yeah, that's great. I'll just just add that I think what's really sticks out to me about all of these stages is that we really focus on kids changing and going through all these transitions because it's very visible mm-hmm. like we can see an, a difference between an infant to a fifth grader right to post puberty right. to you know graduation but what this points out is that parents also go through a lot of transition mm. we go through a lot of changes and that's a good thing like you were saying if we just stick to one thought or structure or framework and think that that's what we have to be through the entire parenting journey, it will face a lot of um, struggle. But we need to be nimble and evolve and and adapt and grow and refocus our our role and our goals. And so I I just, I think this is so helpful. By the way, this document that, um, Kurt, you did at the beginning it's so beautiful and producer chris made it himself it's such a great resource as i've been looking at it on the table during this whole podcast so i definitely encourage parents to check out the website check out the resource there download this file print it in color maybe put it up next to your desk and it's just such a helpful reminder of the different seasons and transitions we go through as parents and um parents you a couple a couple resources one you can download this pdf it'll be in the show notes Producer Chris, will there be a couple links to maybe some blog posts that are a little bit age and stage specific? Yeah, we'll we'll have it mm. yep. uh, expanding a little yep. more in those areas. So. And then they can even, Perfect. maybe you can put this, we have an older 
adult Bible study that we created on video that was called On Track Parents. Hmm. So different, but the idea is the same. And in there, there are lessons like Bible study, like 40 minute video Bible study lessons hmm. dedicated to each one of these ages and stages, roles and goals that maybe would be helpful for, for parents. And producer Chris is 90, 83 percent. He's shaking. How many percentage done with a book are you? <gasps> oh, yeah. Ooh, Just uh, so exciting. the first the first draft of it. Right. Yeah. So like a, a couple chapters. Producer so. Chris is writing an Can't on wait. parents, an on purpose parents book book. Yeah. Just the, we the, don't know the, what's titled, the strat, the strat, yeah, like yeah. helping parents win yeah. type thing. But, but it, yeah, it's that's not going to be available for like a year, but, but, no, but no, we're working on be, it. Well, we're okay. working on <laughs> it. So anyway, parent, all that to say, we want to help you in this. <laughs> yes. This is a big deal. Um, you can email us at parents, parents at, at saddleback.com. <laughs> yes. Parents at saddleback.com. If yes. you have questions, if you want more details, parents, you can text parents to 8300. Mm -hmm. yes. So just text the word parents to 8300 and that will automatically sign you up for this little text message tidbit thing that we send out so a couple times a week, once a week, something like that. We won't overwhelm you. Is that it, producer Chris? Yeah. Well, um, I, I, it's eighty three thousand. I'm sorry, that's totally my fault. Oh, it says eighty three hundred. <laughs> I'm thinking that's like only so, four numbers, so and I think there's you, five. Those of you that are three zero 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 three zeros on the big whiteboard just outside of the camera view. There's uh, these little tips, and it says text parents to eighty three hundred. That, that's why I booed myself. But it's I just cannot do no, anything right. No. Eighty three thousand. Eighty three thousand. Yes. Thank you. All right, everybody. Yeah. Hey, click right here somewhere to subscribe. Share this with your friends, and we will see you next episode. Bye, everybody. We love you. Mm -hmm.